Welcome, dance lovers, to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Hello and welcome to this episode of Ask a Dancer, the podcast where we interview performers across a wide range of performing arts genres. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm the Principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts, a dance school on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. If you have a suggestion for a guest, someone you'd love us to interview, please make sure you get in touch with us at Ask a Dancer. You can tweet me at at DanceStacey and use the hashtag Ask a Dancer. You can also reach us on our website, which is www.pmperformingarts.com. We'd love you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and leave us a rating or review. You can also leave your comments in the questions and I'll get back to you. This will help us share our love of dance with as many aspiring dancers as possible. Ask a Dancer is made possible with the support of Dance Around the World. Dance Around the World are the dance tour specialists and provide dancers and dance studios with the opportunity to see their name up in lights all over the world. Would you love to dance down Main Street Disneyland, perform on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, or take class at the famous Abbey Lee Dance Company? Dance Around the World can make that dream a reality. Get your dance teacher to get in touch with Roz and her awesome staff by contacting them at dancearoundtheworld.com.au. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Ask a Dancer, and let's get our guest on the line. Okay, let's go. Hey, Stacey, I'm good, thanks. How are you going? Sure. Oh, look, I was actually dancing before I could walk. I come from a really, really long history of dancers. Both my sisters were dancers, my parents, my grandparents, my great-grandparents. So it was in our blood. Um, But I used to literally hoist myself up on a cabinet before I could walk and rock along to music that my parents used to put on. So I was was already dancing before I could use my legs. Um, But, yeah, look, um, my family being my main influence because – there was just I was just surrounded by dance from the moment I was born. <laughs> well, funnily enough, I I can remember um my very, very first concert. Um and I was only four, four or five years old. Um, and I can remember being there on the stage and having the lights on and having the music, and it just really felt like that was where I belonged. I really just felt I was I felt a real a real honest sense of belonging when I was on the stage. Funnily enough, I look back on that video now, I didn't get one step right. <laughs> but you know, like I I. I knew from a really young age that it was just something that was that was inside me and something that I knew that I would just push for and and I continue to do that. Oh, that's, that's an interesting question. Do you know Throughout my training, um, the mainly the toughest situation that for me was um, I kind of really it wasn't the training so much it was more the social aspect. I really 
struggle to feel like I was ever fitting in. I feel like I felt like I was um, just a little different from everybody else. And it was just more of a, a, a social acceptance thing. And I, I never seemed to be a part of what I considered to be the popular group or the cool group. And I just always felt a little bit displaced. And, and I found that I struggled through a lot of my younger and teenage years because of this, because I almost was trying to, I guess, mold myself off other people because I thought that that is what would make people accept me. So I had a real, real problem with displacement and I guess a, a problem with the image of myself. Um, and what I learned from that is that when I started to accept myself for who I was and sort of embraced my flaws and learned to love myself from who I was, I naturally started attracting the right people in my life and started to feel a bit more comfortable in social situations. And I mean, I think it's much that, that I guess it's just about learning to be authentic and learning to love yourself. And that's something that I struggled with as a, as a young girl, but um, as you know, I, I learned those lessons and I learned that you really have to love yourself before other people can love you. And that was probably my greatest lesson. And I think that a lot of kids maybe struggle with that today more so because they're so exposed to social media and there's this whole, there's this whole culture of feeling like you're never good enough and feeling like that you have to, you have to uh, mold yourself to these certain um you know, levels of social acceptance. And I think that really what, what people need to be doing is focusing on themselves and loving themselves a lot more. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's it. And every... Correct. And everybody on social media, like they're, all they're doing is presenting the best version of themselves. Like they never wake up and go, I'm having the worst day. I'm going to post a photo of it. So all we get flooded with every day are these images, these perfect images. But it, it's an unreality, you know, it's, it's, that's not reality. I mean, everybody has good days and everyone has bad days. But um, yeah, so I think that, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting, interesting topic. And it was affecting me many years ago. So, you know, I just, um, I do worry about that in in you know with the kids today because it's just saturated it's oversaturated this social media market so you know I think that maybe every, everybody does just need to um you know learn about loving themselves and learn how learn about who they really are you know and and you can always have that social media persona as long as you understand who you actually are as a person Uh, excitingly enough, I got my first professional gig. I was 17 and I auditioned for Jason Coleman and he was choreographing Logies. Um, and it was, yeah, it was really, really nerve wracking because I was auditioning against a lot of professional dancers that had taught me and people that I looked up to, um, other choreographers like Andy Holdsworth and Kelly Akers. And there was just a whole bunch of um, people that were a generation above me. And, and he booked me for it. And I was so excited. It was my first television job, my first professional job. And just to be working with these people that I had watched do David Atkins shows and, you know, it was a real, real special defining moment of my career.
well, first and foremost, um, music always motivates me. <laughs> As a as a personal, um, you know, I can put music on and just feel even on my worst days, I can put music on and feel instantly motivated by that. Um, the the other thing that motivates me a lot is actually my father, who um, he was never he came from a very strict Chinese family who didn't see the arts as a a real career, uh, and he really wanted to pursue that, but was led down a very different path. Um, just because culturally it wasn't acceptable. And so he made a really special um, effort with me and my sisters to make sure that we really lived our dreams and, and we pursued anything we want to. And so if I ever have a hard day, I just always get motivated by the fact that there are a lot of people out there that just don't get supported to just to live their dreams. And I feel really blessed that I, that I came from a family that um, encouraged that. You know what? Funnily enough, out of everything I've done, there was one performance that I did only a couple of years ago. Um, we did a one night only performance of Pippin here in Melbourne, and I got to perform the Mountain Trio with Kirsten King and Rowan Brown, which is you know a Fosse Bob Fosse special, and I guess just uh, Michael Ralph choreographed it actually. And, um, it was just yeah, it was a really amazing moment I guess to perform what many other dancers have performed, you know, on Broadway and it was the music and it was the show and it was having my family and friends there. And that was just a really special moment. And it's such a special show as well. So that was really great to be a part of that. Oh my goodness, yes. That would be I mean, I had a I was so, so fortunate to be mentored by um Ross Coleman, who of course is just a, a legend in, in our industry. I met him, um I auditioned for him oh, would have been you know what, I can't even remember the year, but the first audition I did for him was for a television show that he was choreographing down here in Melbourne and we'd never met before. Um, but we met at the audition and we just had this really, really, really special connection. Um, and he continued to mentor me through, I mean, that was a commercial job. We were doing a television show called Starstruck, but then it was from there that he, um, introduced me to musical theater. Before then I'd only ever been a commercial dancer. And then he sort of took me down the path of assisting him with a lot of musicals. And, um, he, he taught me that, choreography needs to be inspired. I guess he taught me, he took me out of the realm of thinking that choreography is just steps. He really taught me how to be inspired by not just through music, but inspired by life. Like we could walk, Ross and I could walk down the street together and he could see a couple on a park bench that were kissing. And the next day he would turn that inspiration into a, a dance piece. So I guess it was really interesting that he taught me to be inspired by life. And once you bring that life inspiration into the studio, you can really create magical things. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, uh, you can uh, get really heady about choreography, just being about having the best steps and having the coolest steps. But I think if you, if you really inject life into that, what you can come up with is amazing. 
Yeah, you know, I where I stand on all of this, and I do, I do read a lot about it, and, and I do understand the debate, and I understand both sides of it. But where I sit is somewhere in the middle because I honestly believe that people should be able to express themselves creatively in any way they feel. So whether that means that they are expressing themselves by doing 18 flotes or whether they're doing an emotional piece or arts is, you know, I just don't think you can pinpoint what's right and what's wrong. Um, I obviously, once you step over the realm of doing things that are dangerous to children's bodies, then that's definitely um, a serious issue. But I think there I almost think there's probably too much debate with people saying what's right and what's wrong, where I think the joy of what we do is being artists, is being is creating and feeling. And I don't know whether we should be putting so many boundaries on what's right and what's wrong, because people should, I mean, I think what the great thing about the world is that people, people are different and people can express themselves differently and people can love dance for so many different reasons. And I think that maybe everyone's just getting a little too embroiled on on knuckling down and exactly what's right and what's wrong and, and everyone should think the same. And, and in fact, what makes the world an amazing place is that everyone is totally different. And how boring would it be if we all did think the same? So I think as long as, as, long as we're being careful and training well and keeping dancers safe, then, you know, I think everyone should have the freedom to express themselves however, however they feel they want to. Hello, how are you? Oh. <laughs> Hi, how are you going? What would I tell my 15-year-old self? Well, going back to what I was speaking about earlier with Faith, I really would, would have told my 15-year-old self to just be... Be confident and be proud of who I am and to not be afraid to be different and not be afraid to have my own opinions um, and also to do more ballet. <laughs> I would definitely tell myself to train harder in ballet. <laughs> Lovely talking to you. Bye. Hello. Yes, we're all good. Amazing. Yeah, I, I, I do actually. Um, I, I guess the first and foremost, and it, and it may sound a little conceited, but you always do look at presentation. I mean, it's, a, it's such a big part of, of what we do. People that present themselves well, um, that dress accordingly, that that's a, that's a really big thing I take into consideration. Um, the other thing is, I mean, obviously it, it, it always depends on what, you're auditioning for, but it's people that really take direction well in the room. Um, 
always on jobs you're working to a time frame and it and normally it's a pretty tight time frame so I will always throw a lot of direction at the dancers and I always look at not necessarily who's picking up the steps um because if you if you're in an audition room you or you probably already you know aware of how to pick up choreography fast but I look for the smart dancers and the people that take direction and the people that implement the direction um and, you know, generally people as well that have a nice association with the people around them. I can't um, work very well with overbearing personalities. And generally, I will always pick somebody who, um, I'll, I'll pick personality over ability. If uh, you could have the most incredibly technically, uh, uh, most amazingly technical dancer and, and style-wise, incredible dancer, but if they look like they're going to be trouble in the rehearsal room, I'll pick someone that is, that is uh, obviously maybe not as um, technically able as them, but if I know that they're going to work well in a the room, then, you know, then I'll go with them. You just never really want to work with people that have um, that are not going to uh, enhance a creative environment. Well, look, always have, um, always arrive with your CV and always, this is a, a one thing that people don't do, always arrive with your CV stapled together, stapled with your photo because people don't like you to be rummaging through hundreds of pieces of paper. Um, always do your research on exactly what you're auditioning for. So if you're auditioning, whatever you're auditioning for, make sure that you from head to toe present yourself in that genre. Um, and I mean, look, I'm not saying if you're auditioning for cats, you turn up dressed like a cat. But if, but, but, you know, that yeah, people do. <laughs> but, you know, you, you really must always um, look at the era, look at the styling and, and make sure that you give that panel, um, you, you present yourself in a way that that panel can really, really see you working. Um, always arrive with plenty of plenty of time, plenty of time to park, plenty of time to get in to warm up, to calm your nerves, to associate yourself with who is going to be auditioning with you before you walk into the room. Because if you turn up late and you're panicked, you're never going to do a good audition. Um, yeah. Oh wow! Well, I had um last year I had a really great year actually because I got to go over and work with the Square Division over in Asia, and we were working on Asia's Got Talent, which was fantastic. Um, and from that I came back and was creative producer on Dancing with the Stars for last year. So I've sort of been working a lot in television. Um, and this year I, I currently I'm working with Jason Coleman on the Eurovision musical which is opening for the comedy festival here in Melbourne I'm here in the theater right now actually um yeah so it was really fun we're having such a great time on that um and hysterical yes <laughs> exactly you will love this <laughs> it's very silly and very brilliant um and then after this I start a new channel 7 tv show called the big music quiz um, which is going to be, yeah, a really fun season. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, shaping up to be a really fun year.
Oh, there's many messages I'd like to leave them. But, well, firstly, I'd like to say thank you to you, Stacey, because it's so um, wonderful for you to, to be outputting all of this information to dancers. I think you do such a such great things for our industry. So thank you for having me on. Um, and the last message that I would like to leave, I mean, is, is summing up everything I've said today, is just that you really have to we, – we all love dance and, you know, and, and if it's something that you, you want to pursue, then obviously you need, you need to work hard at it and you need to, to do your very best, but also really, really make sure that you're looking after yourself, um, you know, and, and you've got to find a really nice balance always of as dancers we have to be so disciplined and we do have to put everything into what we do but you've also got to find the time to look after yourself look after your friends look after your family and then you'll have a really nice well-adjusted balanced life thanks so much stacy look forward to chatting again soon got a question for one of our dance stars tweet your question to at dance q a with the hashtag ask a dancer Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Ask a Dancer. We're doing our very best to make sure these episodes get to you as regularly as possible. So please share this episode if you've enjoyed it with all of your dance friends. If you have any burning questions you'd like me to ask one of our dance stars, or if you have a dance star you'd like to nominate, please make sure you get in touch. You can tweet me at DanceStacy and always make sure you use the hashtag Ask a Dancer. We would love it if you would leave us a rating or review on iTunes. Jump on there and leave a comment and I can get back to you. This really helps us reach as many people as possible. And a big special thanks to our friends at Dance Around the World. They are the Dance Tour Specialists and they make this podcast possible. Don't forget to get in touch with Dance Around the World if you and your dance friends would love to take your dance group overseas. Get your dance teacher to contact them and next minute you'll be dancing on Broadway, seeing the sights of Euro Disney or taking class at Pineapple Studios. Thanks so much for tuning in and I look forward to talking to you very soon on Ask a Dancer. Thanks for listening to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Get in touch with us at WPMPA.co or at Dance Q&A on Twitter.